We are Cincy Soul. WDBZ Cincinnati. 1230 AM, 101.5 FM. And home of the Time Join the Morning Show, we are Soul 101.5. Motown and Classic Soul. Hey, this is Lincoln Ware for Jeff Weiler. I got my main man, Gene Strauss, with me today. Hey, Gene, what if your interest rates are too high on that used car? The repairs are too high? What if the car is leaving you stranded on the highway? What if your payments are too high for a used car? Do you have a solution? Yes, Lincoln, I've got the solution, and the solution it comes with GM Financial. GM Financial is giving super low interest rates for people who have a little bit of a situation. And what the situation is, is they might be paying too much interest on their car. Hey, like you said, their payments might be too too high, or the car just might be leaving along the side of the road. Lincoln, we have a solution. And the solution, once again, is GM Financial is giving some crazy interest rates right now. No matter how low your credit score might be. Lincoln, I'm not even worried about credit score. If I can't get it done, no one can get it done. That's Gene Strauss. Give him a call today at 859-468-1111. Call Gene Strauss today. 5,000 cars, one location. Jeff Weiler, Route 32 in Batavia. Weiler.com. Switch to Sprint and get four lines of unlimited for just $22.50 per month per line. That's 50% off Verizon and AT&T unlimited rates for a family of four. And for a limited time, your fifth line is free. It's our best deal on unlimited, which works for you. But to make it work even better for you on radio, I'm going to read it with a robot filter that makes my voice sound cool. Switch to Sprint and get four lines for just $22.50 per month per line. That's 50% off Verizon and AT&T unlimited rates for a family of four. And for a limited time, your fifth line is free. It's our best deal on unlimited. It's the best price for fully featured unlimited among national carriers. Carriers with HD video and 10 gigabytes of mobile hotspot. Call 1-800-SPRIT-1 or visit sprint.com slash unlimited. Savings still 630, 18, then $60 line, $140 line, $2 and $30 line, $3 per month. taxes, surcharges, and roaming streams. up to HD 1080p. News to 1.5 megabits per second. Gaming update. Megabits per second. Subject to credit. Third deal activation date. Riveted network use rules. Integrity prioritization. Savings claim prepared. Advertised Verizon Unlimited. And AT&T Unlimited Plus rates for four lines. is a 517-17. Carriers features different coverage. Offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply. Genesis Diamond's amazing five-year zero-interest finance offer is going strong. Five-year zero-interest financing with no money down on any purchase. This is incredible. Now through July 1st, get the unbeatable low price Genesis is known for and spread your payments out over five whole years without paying a dime in interest. How about a $6,000 Takori Viraggio or Henry Dossi engagement ring? And you pay only $100 a month. Everything in the store is included. Nothing held back. Or get her a pair of two-carat diamond stud earrings and pay just $115 a month. Or a $4,000 GIA certified diamond for only $67 a month. Fine jewelry has never been more affordable. Like a $15,000 designer ring with a two-carat center diamond for only $250 a month. This is the smart way to buy. Don't miss this amazing offer from Genesis Diamonds. Now through July 1st, get the guaranteed best price Genesis is famous for in 60 months, 0% financing. No money down, five whole years, zero interest. And due to incredible response, Genesis will be open this Sunday on Montgomery Road. On approved credit, see store for details. The proceeding was a paid program of Strive Partnership. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Class in Session. I'm Byron White, your host, Executive Director of Strive Partnership. We're glad to have you here for uh, another conversation about community and education. We have a great show for you. I'm without Vanessa White this morning, who's out and about uh, making things happen in the community. Uh, but uh, we have some great guests, um, both in studio and calling in. And so we're looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to have two conversations today. The first one, we're going to talk about student financial aid. There have been a number of changes or proposed changes at the federal level that could affect financial aid. Of course, financial aid for college um, and um, universities is a huge issue. 
um, uh, for students uh, uh, and has been for some time in terms of mounting student loan debt and so forth. And so we know this is an important issue for folks who are in school, considering parents who are looking ahead. And so we're going to have a conversation today with a couple experts, um, including uh, David Peterson, who's the Assistant Vice Provost for Student Financial Aid at uh, UC. And so David's with us. And then also we'll have calling in um, uh, Ms. Jen Bailey, who is the Director of Business Development for an organization called Tuition.io. And they do work um, helping um, uh, with employer-funded student loan um, programs. And so we'll hear a little bit about other ways to fund colleges. The second half of the show we're going to talk about um, teachers and the teacher pipeline and the challenges that uh, we are all facing to develop not only um, a competent group of teachers who are coming through, but to make sure that that, that pipeline is one of uh, diverse young people, um, particularly people of color who are um, looking at the teaching profession as a career opportunity. And so we'll have some um, guests uh all local to talk about that from CPS, from um, Break Breakthrough Cincinnati, and including a teacher um, uh, here at Withrow High School. So it's going to be a great show. Stick around. As always, we invite you to call in at any point uh, to um, to uh, uh, hear from us and 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 share with us what's going on. Five three one seven three one twelve thirty. And so um, please uh, call in uh, to let us know. So we're going to start with um, uh, David Peterson. David, welcome. Do you go by David or Dave? I go by Dave. Thanks. Dave. All right. Well, Dave's here with us, and he's at UC and works in the Office of Financial Aid. Um, And I think we'll have uh, we will be getting Jen Bailey calling in here shortly. But but Dave, let's start with you. Can you give us an overview of where things are in terms of uh, financial aid nationally? What are the issues you're facing as an administrator at UC, and how, what do the changes in Washington um, mean for financial aid for students? Well, um, you know, first, I, I think like everything that's going on these days, uh, we see a lot of change, and a, a lot of it is coming to us in bits and pieces, and it it's not coming in a manner that kind of suggests an overall direction for what they want to do with higher education. Um, and so a lot of things are being proposed. I know uh, in the most recent budget proposal that came from the administration, um, there were a number of things that were included in there that would be detrimental um, on, on a large scale to a number of our students. Probably the most uh, painful one right off the bat would be the subsidized loan or the loan subsidy for subsidized loans, they were talking about completely removing that. Can you give us an idea of, and, and maybe it might be a good idea to get the different types of financial aid, but let's start with that one. Okay. So loans, subsidized loans, what's the difference in okay. what, what's being talked so about? So the student loan programs, unfortunately, you know, when I first started in financial aid back in the 90s, um, student loans were not the largest funding source for higher education. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they are today. And the federal government subsidizes those student loans as far as they guarantee, let me step back, they guarantee those student loans so students, when they apply for financial aid through the free application for federal student aid, will qualify for a set amount each year based on their year in school of student loan eligibility. 
The difference is that you can right now receive either an unsubsidized or a subsidized student loan. The definition of the subsidy is that it's paying the interest for the student while the student is enrolled, at least as a half-time degree-seeking student. Okay. Um, so, and it's need-based. So if you have a lot of financial need, more than likely you qualify for a subsidized student loan. That The nice thing about that is if you take out, by the time you graduate, let's say $15,000 in, stu- in subsidized student loan, when you graduate, you are paying back on $15,000. Where if you had $15,000 in unsubsidized student loan and never made your interest payments while you're in school, right. You could conceivably be paying back on instead of fifteen thousand, sixteen or almost seventeen thousand. And so the administration's uh, the budget would eliminate eliminate that eliminate subsidy subject. completely. So there would only be the basically the unsubsidized. I'm sure they would come up with a new name for it, but the equivalent of the unsubsidized student loan for students. That's one big one right there. Yeah, because um, that affects so many students. And there's another. Isn't uh, isn't there also um, a proposal around? Defaulting on loans and and um, uh, p- p- penalties around that or something. They are becoming. They, this isn't even a proposal. They have become more aggressive in going out and finding students who have defaulted on student loans and are in the process of of basically reaching out to those students, those former students, and uh, taking them to court to make them pay the student loans back. Yeah. Uh, this administration has been much more aggressive in that. Um, and they are going after some of the people who, honestly, would probably at this point assume that everything's kind of long gone. I think I saw some numbers where it's uh, people who have been out of school or been in default for greater than 10 years are the prime targets. Okay, so there are some real challenges here. I want to come back to what some of those uh, responses are, but let me get on the line uh, Jen Bailey. Jen, are you there? Hello? Ms. Bailey? All right, so we, uh, yep, let's see if we can, uh, let's see. All right, we are working on getting her back on the line. So let's talk about, um, Dave, you were talking about some of these challenges. So what's different? What, at, at financial aid office that you see, how are you preparing for this and, and what what are the opportunities for students? Well, you know, right now, the biggest, you know, change, these changes are all really forcing us to really start to build some contingency plans and how we do our business uh-huh. and being prepared because, again, none of this is, is fact yet. Um, but, you know, it's a proposal and we need to be prepared in how we're going to reach out to students. Um, so, again, what we're really doing, looking at doing is, is how we can better ensure students understand these changes once they happen. Um, just recently, literally this past Wednesday, I believe, or maybe it was even Tuesday, um, we found out that year-round Pell has been reinstated. Okay. So, again, on one hand, we're going to take away benefits for students, but on another, we're going to give this benefit. And, and Pell, tell us. The Pell, the is. Pell is a, a grant program, so it's something you do not have to pay back. It is based on financial need. It is the largest um, grant program administered by the, the federal government. And um, it, it is a wonderful program. It's enabled thousands, uh, I mean, probably millions of students to go to school nationwide. They've allowed it to now become a year-round program again. So what it, normally had happened was you, if you went to school full-time in the fall and spring, you'd have no eligibility for Pell in the summer. Now the idea is that you will have some eligibility in the summer. So, so that's a good thing. It is. It's an absolutely great thing. Right. So again, that's why I say it's it's confusing. We're getting these sure. mixed messages. Yeah. Um, but well, let me let me. Yeah. Uh, we do. I think we do have uh, Jen. Let's try again. Okay. 
Jen, are you there? Yes, I am. Welcome to Class in Session. We appreciate you calling. We're going to be heading into a break here in just a second. Why don't you just take 30 seconds and tell us what your organization is, and then we'll we'll have you start up when we come back from the break. Yeah, sure. I'd be glad to. Um, I am Director of Business Development with a company called Tuition.io. Um, we help employers to contribute money to their employee student loan debt as a new benefit. Okay. So this is another way for uh, students to to pay for their uh, their college education, right, uh, with the support of their employer? Correct. It's helping people get ahead of the repayment of their student loans so they can move towards saving for retirement a little bit faster. Um, so this is now a, an employer-sponsored program after they graduate from school. Okay, very good. And um, mm-hmm. uh, and so are you keeping up with a lot of the changes that are going on in Washington, and do you see what you, your organization does as a way to respond to that? Uh, we are watching it really closely um, and connected to some pretty impressive legislative moves that are that are on the table at the moment. So, I think the I think the you know where we're coming from is we're we're seeing a lot of shift in potentially the federal support coming to public service loan forgiveness, um, interest rates. There's a lot of of shifting happening, and so okay. we're kind of creating a safety net. <laughs> Great. When we get back from the break, we want to hear a little bit more about that and also um, with, from Dave Peterson about financial aid for students here on Class Great. in Session, so 101.5. card from American Express Serve is your full-service reloadable prepaid account that comes with loyalty access. Get free ATM withdrawals at over 24,000 ATMs and free direct deposit. There's no credit check, no minimum balance, and no hidden fees, and you get it all for just $1 per month. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to OneVIPCard.com and sign up for your account today. One VIP, one VIP. Can I get one? Yeah, you can get one. One VIP, one VIP. Can I get one? Yeah, you can get one. One VIP, one VIP, one VIP. Terms, fees, and restrictions apply. Go to onevipcard.com for more details. When it's people who live in the same town, who share with one another common interests and goals, we call it a community. When you have someone you trust to take care of your interests and goals, we call it a community bank. At LCNB National Bank, whether it is your first time buying a new home or your second, apply for pre-approval with us. That way, when the perfect home comes along, you're ready. Visit LCNB.com to start the pre-approval process today. LCNB National Bank, your bank for life. Equal housing lender, FDIC insured. Hey, it's Steve. I can't come to the phone right now because I'm protesting the high price of my mobile plan. Metro PCS must think I'm an ATM, but I'm not. Do I look like an ATM? More like Steve TM. Switch to Boost and get two lines with three gigs of 4G LTE data per line for only $50. With Metro PCS, you only get two gigs per line for that same price. Plus, get up to two free LG X-Power phones. All powered by the fast and reliable Sprint Nationwide Network. Boost is the best value in wireless among national prepaid carriers. Visit a Boost mobile store today. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. 
Offer ends 7-10-17. Primary line is $50 with second line $0 per month. Requires one line to port in. Lines include unlimited talk, text, and data. Once high-speed data allotment reached, speeds reduced to 2G speeds until next plan cycle. Comparison based on Metro PCS's 2-gigabyte promo plan as of 6-12-17. Free phone requires port in and activation on $50 plans. Select models only while supplies last. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See participating dealer for details. Women, stop cancer before it stops you. If you are uninsured and need help finding a free breast or cervical cancer screening, the Ohio Breast and Cervical Cancer Project can help. For more information about the Breast and Cervical Cancer Project and to see if you qualify, call 1-844-430-BCCP or visit www.odh.ohio.gov. This message is brought to you by the Ohio Department of Health. Just announced, during the Ford Summer Sales Event, get 0% financing for 72 months, plus an additional $1,000 on top of your trade-in. It's summer's hottest deal on vehicles like Ford Focus, Fusion, Escape, and Edge. Offer ends July 5th. Take on Summer Right with Ford, America's best-selling brand, and save big across a full lineup of Ford vehicles. Get 0% financing for 72 months plus $1,000 on top of your trade-in. Hurry in to the summer sales event, going on now only at your Ford dealer. Best-selling based on 2016 sales. Not all buyers qualify for Ford credit financing. 72 months at $1,389 per month per $1,000 financed regardless of down payment. Trade Assist Cash requires trade-in of 95 or newer vehicle or lease terminated 30 days prior to or 90 days after delivery. Not available on Focus RS. See dealer or go to buyfordnow.com for complete details. Take new delivery from dealer stock by July 5, 2017. to have you back at, on class and session at Byron White and Stride Partnership, and uh, we're having a great conversation today uh, about financial aid in the first half, and we have Dave uh, Dave Peterson here from UC, but also on the line is uh, Jen Bailey uh, from Tuition.io, and my, is that the way you print the company's name, Jen? <laughs> You're right, yeah, okay. it's, it's Tuition.io. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So you were talking a little bit about this effort your company does to work with employers to, um, as a benefit to their employees helping to pay off student loan um, debt. Can you tell us how that works and um, uh, where, where, where those companies are? Are you here in the Cincinnati area as well? We are starting to work in Cincinnati. Um, Tuition.io came about a couple years back, and, and employers have been offering some relief in certain industries with student loan debt um, as part of benefits packages. Um, this is now an official offering through um, our company where pretty much we're just here to help employers contribute to their employee student loans um, with the intention to help them repay those loans a lot faster. I see. So, mm-hmm. So let me let me just remind our callers because this might be a topic of interest to them, our listeners, to call in with any comments or questions to 513-749-1230. I think I gave the, the wrong number earlier, 749-1230. So, Jen, um, our, why, what's the interest for companies to, to take this on as a benefit to their employees? It's an it, it's a interest that is growing substantially. Um, I think we all now are familiar with the 
amazing amount of student loan debt that our population is is being burdened with. Um, young professionals coming out of school or are, are seven of ten of them are are holding student loans. Um, employers are constantly trying to stay ahead of the game and trying to figure out what's most meaningful to employees. And you know, if they're dealing with day to day, you know, debt management and paying off these student loans, other benefits like four hundred one k or HSAs or FSAs um, that require often employee contributions, they're just irrelevant. I see. So this is a retention and recruitment initiative in most companies. And so are companies seeking you out or do are you um, uh, having to, to search for them? How is how how is how are companies coming into this? Um when we started off it was very much us trying to spread the word about this new opportunity now where we're sitting is we're constantly fielding questions. We're constantly having design strategy conversations with employers. Um, the, the millennial population is shifting the workforce out from underneath them, uh-huh. and they're trying to find ways to really make sense. So they're looking everywhere, and this is this is definitely coming to the surface as, a, as an opportunity for them. So they're coming straight to us, right. <laughs> really. Dave, I'm looking looking your way as a as a university financial aid officer. Um, efforts like this, uh, I guess, must be welcoming for you, right? Absolutely. Any anything that companies like Jens can do uh, to help in any way, shape, or form reduce the student loan burden on students once they graduate, sure, it, it's definitely welcome. And I, I do agree with her. The research has suggested, just like she mentioned, that for millennial students, this is a much bigger issue than say something is which we all think of now at our age at 401k it's not as important as that it's not as important as health uh, savings plans yeah this is this is a defining issue for the millennials when they graduate yes. absolutely student loan debt really i think we're having to really acknowledge what a burden it is and what a significant part of a young person's financial picture it is um there was some research recently Columbia University uh, did, I think, last year that showed, you know, this burden is particularly heavy on black graduates having almost $53,000 in student loans four years after graduation, which is close to double the amount for for uh, white graduates. Uh, I just want to ask both of you, as you and um, Dave, both at the student aid office and, and Jen also, as you're looking at um, the workforce uh, are you seeing this particular burden on African American um, young people, a- and what 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 response might there be for them? Um, I, I can I can kind of start us off with that. You know, it's a it's an interesting thing because we don't have you know specific um, data into the populations and um, exactly who's participating at, at what at what percentage. Um, but I will tell you that I'm getting a lot of interest from diversity and inclusion leaders in organizations uh-huh. because the, exactly what you mentioned, um, minorities and women tend to hold the, the, a larger share of student debt um, in proportion. So this is something that is it is aware by employers and, and by those that are really trying to address um, student loans um, with their African American population, with um, the Latino population, with the women in their workforce. So I would imagine that a student who is um, entering the workforce or changing jobs, it's not unreasonable to ask whether this is a benefit being offered, is it? 
it is 100% something they should be doing. And if, if they have student loans, the only way employers are going to be making a move because you're, in essence, asking them to put in another 401k-type program is if they don't know that there's interest, they, they, don't, they don't feel compelled to take action. Um, some, some companies are more proactive, and, and those are the leaders in this space, but often companies are, are responsive to the needs and the requests from their employees. So 100% I recommend everybody should be asking about this in, in job job interviews that's interesting that uh, diversity officers are really taking notice of of this need as well Dave I'm wondering are you seeing uh, that burden particularly on students of color and and Jen mentioned women as well but uh, absolutely I think I think it is something that it, it's tough to research um, that study we don't collect mm-hmm. race or ethnicity information on any of the financial aid forms so it was very tough for them to do but that study that you specifically pointed out, one of the interesting things is a lot of that debt is actually caused by graduate study as well. Ah. And so uh, when I look at it from someone who is in the trenches, and I see even when we hire people, um, many times I will see uh, uh, black females who apply for my jobs or, or any number of minority groups will have a, a higher degree, a master's degree, but not any work experience. So I kind of think back to what you do with the Strive Partnership, for instance, and you know, focusing on that career. You get your degree and you get that career and you, and you, you, you kind of go out and get some life experience. Um, many times I, what I'm seeing specifically is that students, uh, African-American students will roll straight from an undergraduate degree to a graduate degree uh-huh. where many white students, and, and the numbers bear that out nationally, many white students will take a year or two off, get some experience. And, and I, you know, again, I that's where I would say it needs to be some more research on is it, the, the jobs aren't available to those students, um, socioeconomic reasons, or, or what it is, I don't know, but I am seeing it, and I, I do think it's it's a growing and, and concerning problem. Could any of that be to defer payment on financial? I mean, do you can if you go straight into graduate school, do you defer payment on those loans until you're done with school? Well, you do defer payment on the principal of those loans, uh-huh. and, and if they were subsidized, you would defer the subsidy still. But if they were unsubsidized, you're still having to be responsible for those. So that could be some of it. Um, it could be students, again, potentially who um, maybe they went into a forbearance status. Because if you do that, you still gain interest while that's going on. Right. So there's a multiple things that could be going on. Um, I know with a study, most recent study I read from Brookings Institute actually showed that income contingent repayment plans. Right. Because when you do that, you're really just putting off making much larger uh, payments longer term down the road, right? So you're paying more in interest over the life of that loan, and so it can add up very quickly as well. We just have about a minute before we go to break, uh, Jen. Let me just ask you: if employers or diversity officers or even employees want to learn more about your company and and your programs, how can they contact you? They can go to the website. It's tuition.io, and that'll lead us straight to us. It's just there's a button, request a demo find information, we'll be happy to connect with whomever the proper person is in our organization. Great. And and Dave, what final advice for folks out there either in school, getting ready to go to school, to deal with this volatile financial aid picture? You know, I think the most important thing right now is that they need to talk to the professionals. Whatever school they're attending, they need to make sure they're in contact with that financial aid staff. Um, things are changing very quickly. You know, as, as the example we just talked about with the year-round Pell, literally a student could have walked into our office last week and we would have told them you have no Pell eligibility for summer. This summer we're in right now. Right. And as of Wednesday, 
potentially they could have some eligibility again. Yeah. So it's one of those things that they just have to stay on top of it. And I know that's a lot to ask of our college students, but they have to do it. So visit the financial aid office of the school you're preparing to go to or you attend. Don't take it for granted that you you know where things things stand right now, right? Absolutely. Very good. We're gonna we're heading to break, but I just want to thank our guests uh, for this first part. Dave Peterson, associate vice provost. Uh, for student financial aid at UC, Jen Bailey is the director of business development at tuition.io. Stick around, please. We're after the break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about um, teacher pipeline work and really diversifying uh, our teaching ranks with young people who are coming through. You're listening to class in session on Soul 101.5. One to 18 can get free healthy meals through the Ohio Department of Education Summer Food Service Program. Ohio mom Kate knows. We heard about it at the pool. Kids 18 and under serve free healthy meals. No sign up needed. That's right, Kate. It's easy. Call 1-866-3-HUNGRY or visit the Ohio Department of Education website for meal locations and times. Parents just like Pam use this Ohio Department of Education free service. Yes, my kid just walked in and ate. Easy. That does sound easy. No child should go hungry this summer. Call 1-866-3-HUNGRY or visit education.ohio.gov for more information. All children, ages 1 through 18, are eligible to receive free meals during the summer months at participating program sites. Call 1-866-3-HUNGRY or visit the Ohio Department of Education website for information and locations. That's 1-866-3-HUNGRY or education.ohio.gov for more information. Just announced, during the Ford Summer Sales Event, get a Ford F-150 with 0% financing for 60 months, plus an additional $1,000 on top of your trade-in. It's summer's hottest deal on the award-winning Built Ford Top F-150. Take on summer right with Ford, America's best-selling brand. And save big on the Ford F-150. Get 0% financing for 60 months plus $1,000 on top of your trade-in. Hurry into the summer sales event. Going on now only at your Ford dealer. Best-selling based on 2016 sales. Not all buyers qualify for Ford credit financing. 60 months at $1,667 per month for $1,000 finance regardless of down payment. Trade assist cash requires trade-in of 95 or newer vehicle. Or lease terminated 30 days prior to or 90 days after delivery. Not available on Raptor. See dealer or go to buyfordnow.com for complete details. Take new delivery from dealer stock by July 5th, 2017. Are you addicted to drugs or alcohol? Even if you think you might have a problem, call this number right now for free information. 800-610-4417. That's 800-610-4417. By calling the Addiction Rehab Specialist, you're taking the first steps to recovery. Their advisors are ready to match you with a proven five-star facility right now. The call is free and the information is free. 800-610-4417. The federal government says you can have up to 90 days off work for treatment. And if you have insurance through your employer, it could mean little to no cost to you. This free call is completely confidential. Seriously, pick up the phone and call us now. Our advisors are standing by. 800-610-4417. 800-610-4417. That's 800-610-4417. 800-610-4417. Addiction Rehab Specialist is a network of independent treatment centers and placement services nationwide. 
We are Cincy Soul. WDBZ Cincinnati. 1230 AM, 101.5 FM. And home of the Time Join the Morning Show, we are Soul 101.5. Motown and Classic Soul. Welcome back to Class in Session. I'm Byron White, Executive Director of Strive Partnership. Uh, we want to, this this uh, last half of the show, focus our attention on really looking at teacher recruitment, particularly the recruitment and retention of African-American teachers uh, in Cincinnati. We know that um, actually across the country there's been a real issue in the decline of the percentage of black teachers in, in major cities, particularly in urban areas. And uh, that situation is no different here in Cincinnati. Fortunately, there is a focus and an intention to address it, and so we want to hear from some folks who are working on that. We have with us Yanetta Harper, who is the Director of Teacher and Principal Development and Evaluation for Cincinnati Public Schools, as well as uh, Julie Witten, who's the Executive Director of Breakthrough Cincinnati, and Breakthrough does work um, supporting students academically, but also uh, a program that has to do with developing future teachers. And uh, also with the Skylar McRae, who's a teacher at Withrow High School uh, and is also ninth grade dean at Breakthrough, so does some work really helping to develop and recruit young people. Um, thank you all for being here this morning. We appreciate it. Uh, let, let's start with you, Ms. Harper. Um, can you give us an overview of where things stand with Cincinnati Public Schools as it relates to student recruitment, particularly recruiting students of color? So you are correct in saying that there is a national um, shortage and there has been some decline. But for us at Cincinnati Public, we've been very fortunate mm-hmm. in the fact that we've stabilized. Uh-huh. So we are not experiencing the decline. We're really static in our growth. So in saying that, it continues to be a priority for our board. Um, it's a priority for our current superintendent and a priority for our incoming superintendent and the entire um administrative staff. Um, a couple years ago, our board was solely committed to recruiting the best and brightest teachers across the board. We have a dedicated teacher recruiter in our department. So we have taken a teacher recruiting standpoint of it's an all-year um, process, which typically, traditionally, you would think that, you know, your big influx is in the summer and maybe in the spring, but we have really committed to an all-year process. We we have to be creative. We've created some build-your-own programs, and as much as we identify our pair pros who've shown strong promise, and we invest in them and help them um, cross that bridge to becoming a teacher. Parent pros? Pair pros, Parent. which were traditionally called instructional assistants. I see. But currently the, the new language is paraprofessionals. We're actually having a paraprofessional job fair going on right now at our ed center. So we're so committed to making sure that that pool of candidates and applicants is high so that when we need to, um, we can draw from our pair pros. So pair, to help me understand, paraprofessional. So a paraprofessional is someone who offers assistance to a teacher. I see. Um, it could be an intervention specialist or a classroom teacher. And so oftentimes they get experience one-on-one with that teacher. They're working right side alongside with the teacher for many years. And so we tap that pool to make sure that they're getting degreed. Um, and then we're helping them become certificated. Also, we are really fortunate enough that we have um, 
utilize the pool of professionals who have degrees and they're maybe working as long-term subs in our buildings or substitutes and we help them become licensed teachers. Sometimes you just need to know the pathway to take to, to become a teacher. Um, the teacher pathway is no longer as traditional as it once was many right. years ago. Right. So we want to definitely capitalize off of that. So, in our HR approach, we really take a one-on-one personalized approach to working with our with our teachers to grow our teachers. We're always on the HBCU tours, and we're committed to that. Um, I am a graduate of the of an HBCU. Oh, which I, one? You can say. I went to Bennett. I will always say Bennett, that. Bennett College. All right. And and for us, our incoming superintendent is an HBCU graduate for undergraduate as well. So we're very committed to making sure that we're competitive on that tour. Very good. So I want to come back and see how, how we're doing there, but let me, um, shift to, um, uh, Julie Witten because, uh, you're executive director of Breakthrough and Breakthrough yes. was college preparatory support for students, but particularly some focus around the teacher pipeline. Tell us a little bit about what Breakthrough does and specifically as it relates to this. Sure. Happy to be here today. Uh, Breakthrough Cincinnati is celebrating its 25th year this year of um, really a unique model of students teaching students. So this coming Monday, 200 Cincinnati middle school students will arrive for their first day of a six-week uh, summer academic learning session. And the teachers for this really unique summer program are college students themselves. So this um, this really provides sort of this dual generation opportunity. So our teaching fellows for this summer, and we're one of 25 affiliate sites throughout the country and a part of a national collaborative, uh, this summer we'll have 48 teaching fellows, and slightly less than half of our teaching fellows for this summer represent individuals of color who mm-hmm. self-identify as individuals of color. Um, and, and we really see tremendous success. The Part of our mission really is helping to attract and kind of fill that teacher pipeline. So our results show that about 61% of breakthrough teaching fellows report later going on to pursue a career, well, more than just pursue a career in education, but they end up in the education sector either in a teacher position or a paraprofessional. And how um, many fellows role. do you have this summer? 48. 48. And you said almost uh, almost half of them are? Yes, uh, slightly less than half. Slightly, yeah. uh-huh. mm-hmm. Can I speak to that? Absolutely. So <laughs> let's let's get uh, the, the person who runs the program is Skylar McRae. So uh, go ahead. Yeah, my name is Skylar McRae. I'm the dean of ninth grade students. So I came into the program in 2013 after I graduated from Kentucky State University. Uh-huh. So this was my first teaching experience after I graduated, and it really, like, inspired me to go into the education field. So I came back next year working in an office capacity as a ninth-grade dean where I teach a ninth-grade leadership course that focuses on college readiness and self-advocacy. So that's my role during the summer to get my ninth grade students to think about college. So we go on like college visits to UC. We go to Xavier. We do like mission trips to give back to the community. Okay. So. Now are you engaged, Skylar? What, what is your thinking? You, you majored in English. Yes. Sir. Right at, at Kentucky State, but obviously have an interest in 
working the schools you're at with Royer and Right, intervention specialist there, I think. Right, I'm a, I'm actually a paraprofessional. So you're the exactly what, what, exactly. uh, um, but uh, yeah, Harper we, was we just about. had a great conversation okay. out in the hallway about. So just yeah. from your perspective, what mm-hmm. is what is attractive and and folks can't tell on the radio. It's an African American young man. <laughs> what what's attractive about teaching and the profession, um, particularly to to students of color? What 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 attracts you to it and 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 what what do you find so, you can tell others? I can see myself in the students. Like, I view them as, like, relatives. So I, I I feel like I have to give back, being that I did graduate from Kentucky State University. Right. I see my kids. I live in Madisonville. I see my kids walk into the store. Uh-huh. They see me. I go to the basketball court. I play with the kids. So they see me. So it's kind of like we're connected. So... I'm kind of showing them the path, like, I can do this, you can do this, I'm here. Yeah. I was wondering, you know, I think we had some, uh, we referred to some research a few shows ago, um, and actually had uh, a researcher here who found that for African-American students who have an African-American teacher, mm-hmm. their graduation rates are mm-hmm. higher. just wonder if any of you, um, and maybe I'll just uh, start with you, Yanetta, uh, can speak to, you know, why this emphasis on having a diversified teaching group? I think you know, for our students, fortunately for us, our students will have an interaction yes. with an with an African-American teacher, even administrator, because we have right. um, in our district, we have a great complement of all types of, of folks to impact our Can students. Can you give us sort of where things stand with the district in terms of what those um, numbers or percentages look look like? Um, we, I would say, we we haven't really finalized staffing, and okay. um, I would say that we have a, a you know thirty percent, okay, for sure, mm-hmm. you know of of the complement that um, is is diverse in the staff, which compares well with a lot of other big cities, right, right, right. Uh, which, well, so for us, we are definitely um, competitive, and like I said, we we are stable. And we're not we're not declining, but we're making every effort to make sure that we're always increasing our numbers, that we're attracting the best students to put in front of our teachers. Julie, what is the case for this uh, really making this emphasis? You, about mm-hmm. half of that teacher fellow group are students of color. How are you able to recruit in that that level? Sure. When I look at our uh, demographics for those incoming students uh, attending breakthrough this summer. Um, the the student population is actually 100% students of color. Mm-hmm. So when I look at um, our efforts to have in place a diverse um, teaching population, it, it really spans across um, you know multiple racial and ethnic groups. So it's a very diverse representation mm-hmm. of our community uh, as a whole. In terms of recruitment, you know, I would honestly say we've improved our efforts in this area over the past few years because our proportion of teaching fellows of color was smaller two or three years ago. And so I'd say it's an area where we've placed emphasis. Um, and in speaking with our program director, she has... Um, made some presentations at local colleges and universities, various affinity groups to try to make sure that this internship is known amongst a, a wide uh, audience. We're also assisted a little bit by our national collaborative in terms of recruitment. Very good. So we're going to take a break now and uh, 
continue this conversation uh, when we come back on teacher recruitment, particularly as it relates to a diversified teaching force. Uh, you're listening to Class in Session on Soul 101.5. them regardless of the situation of the team. Session. Uh, this is Byron White, your host uh, from Strive Partnership here on Soul 101.5. We are talking about uh, teachers and the need to uh, continue to do well at recruiting uh, a diverse, vibrant teacher workforce. Uh, and I wanted to get back to Yanetta Harper, uh, who is the Director of Teacher and Principal Development and Evaluation for CPS. Um, and you were talking a little bit about recruitment. What are what and some of the pr- programs that you're doing there? Tell us some of your efforts. Some some are really about the city, right, and just getting people here. Absolutely. So we're recruiting early, uh, much early. Um, we have a big career fair, teacher career fair, in in um, January. So we are attracting many students. We have. University partnerships all over the area. We're using the community. We are really taking a grassroots approach. Um, it's so great to, to meet you today because we're going to definitely connect with Breakthrough because we want to make sure that we are utilizing every part of the community to make sure that we're getting um, teachers. We also make sure that we reach out to our alum. Yeah, you know, we are we're producing many graduates, and it's awesome to see when you have your own students coming back to teach. We utilize our principals. Okay. Um, so we are um, we've gone on career fairs all over the, the region, and one of the great things that we're doing is really using the city as a backdrop. Uh-huh. Um, the the city and and working with um, the city to make sure. That Cincinnati is a place of destination and using that because that's very important when recruiting, um, specifically millennials. They're very interested in the community and what the community has to offer. So it's we incorporate that. It feels like it's a little different story than, you know, I know I want to be a teacher and my aunt was a teacher. I'm going to be a teacher for life. Now you're really this is a different way of saying 
here's the city. Do you want to make a difference? Right. Here's a way to make a difference. Kind of a different story. Your Skyler is uh, <laughs> nodding his head. So nah. it's a different pitch, I guess, it, isn't it? It's, it's definitely a different pitch because I feel like people in my generation they want to give, they want to give back. I feel like that. Um, so for example, today speaking about community engagement, I write poetry. So this is event called Madisonville Stories in my neighborhood where I'm going to like say poetry to try to get people to get inspired to get into education. So, yeah. And, and those are, I mean, who would have thought, right? That that's, that's the avenue, but you're finding for young people, that's a, that's a way to get them to take it, to take notice in the profession. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Julie, uh, Witten, you're at breakthrough and you are, um, you were also talking about not just recruiting, but how do you how do students then pursue that degree, get the credential needed? And there's some creative ways that that's happening as well, right? Yeah, I, I personally am really interested in kind of the motivators and the pathways because like the like we were all saying, it's not the traditional this is first, this is next sort of. Um, pathway anymore. So I did look at my numbers here, and about half of our current teaching fellows are attending local colleges and universities. So when we think about identifying a, a pool of teachers that are educated in and potentially stay within this community to pursue a career in education, um, you know, 20 or so are coming through the program, and we ought to catch them and see if we can um, help them stay here in Cincinnati. Um, but just really briefly, I looked at our national data and of teaching fellows that come through Breakthrough, 43% of those fellows pursued their uh, teaching certification through an alternative pathway. So when you think about the traditional college path, more mm-hmm. than half of our fellows are pursuing an alternative certification. So give us an example of what those alternatives are. So this is, I'm a little bit new to Breakthrough, so I'm still learning some of this. So Yanetta mm-hmm. may have okay. um, more of a sense of that. You were talking Yanetta, about Yanetta, there are the, other paths uh, than, than just the traditional College of Ed at a university. Yes, there are. Uh-huh. Um, I want to go back to what you said about those students that we attract nationwide to go to our local colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. That's great for the city when we can retain those kids. So this year, for the first time, we did a student teaching fair, and we were able to really market to those students. Um, the alternative pathways are, I'm, a, I'm an alternative pathway. Um, mm-hmm. Teaching is my second career. So uh-huh. there are, we want to grab those folks who aren't as fulfilled in corporate as they might so what are the, they've been. What are those pathways? If it's not, I'm a, you know, major at Xavier's College of Education, what other paths are there to be? So there's an alternative educational licensure program. So what the state of Ohio has provided is the state of Ohio and, and Skylar and I were speaking about this. You can send your transcript to them and they will tell you what you need to do to um, become and get your teacher license. When I went back to school, there was just one way to do it. Right. And you had to student teach that second semester. Well, there are other things that we can um, work with the universities. The universities can work with students. Um, you have second career, you know, folks that have been laid off. You might have some engineers who don't want to be engineers anymore. Right. Great way to get your, your high level math teachers. So, um, it is a different ball game now and you really have to personalize the approach to get those students. 
And we've built a brand at Cincinnati Public Schools. We are, we believe that I am CPS and our HR brand is do what you love. So we heavily market that and, and sell. Um, and we want to reach people's passion because we need people who are skilled and really want to come in and have the heart for working with our students. Skylar McCray, are those alternative paths important for the young people you're working with? They're very important. Yeah. And I try to tell people because I, like my friend, one of my best friends, he got into the uh, para- into the education field as a pra- paraprofessional because he saw what I was doing and seeing that I was helping kids. So even if you don't have a degree, you still can work with kids. So I want to let people know that because my best friend, he's now working at kids. He's now working at Hartwell uh-huh. trying to give back to the community. So. So what about, let me ask a little bit about retention, because it's one thing to get young people excited about teaching, working with kids, giving mm-hmm. back, and so now I want to be a teacher. But uh, I would think that one of the things of really changing the district and improving is those those folks stick around a while and really develop into a community of, of leaders. Um, what's the, do you, are you engaged at all, Julie, in that part of it? You've got graduates now, they're teaching but um, do they? What keeps them in the profession? I guess so indirectly a little bit. We do have some uh, teachers who are returning that serve in leadership roles with Breakthrough. So during the summer, they get that um, additional fulfillment and boost. Our national data shows that um, the the fallout of the teaching profession um, or the lack of retention uh, sometimes is attributed to pay or working conditions, but not feeling a sense of belonging and community mm-hmm. within the school, which I think is really important. Yeah. Yannette, uh, is that an issue, retention, and how do you deal with that at CPS? For us, retention is a major issue, and the major issue for retention is support. Mm-hmm. You know, teachers need to feel as though they're supported. Gone are the days that you go in your room and shut your door. So for us, we have a teacher industri- induction program. We provide mentors for new teachers. Um, our schools are team-based, so teachers can work within a teaming situation. We provide, uh, I think for me, when I came into the district as new, the best professional development possible. We have yeah. a professional development support system, and Skylar is even saying that as a pair pro. Um, our teachers can always grow. We have a great, um, OR, we have a great mentoring program. Uh, at this point, our teachers can reach out to our peer assistance program and get help. So it's just supporting teachers, making sure that uh, your initiatives are current. We, our teachers now have all the most um, recent and latest technology. We have a huge technology push with our My Tomorrow initiative. Um, you know, just making sure that you're giving those, those supports. We have coaches in the district. We have demonstration labs. Yeah. So we, I'm very proud to say that we support our teachers tremendously. You yeah. Know, and, and, and we're a collaborative environment. We're open to, uh, they have plenty of committees that they can be involved in. There's ways to give feedback. So, so we really take supporting teachers seriously. I knew that Vanessa White would not be able to resist this conversation. She's on the line. <laughs> Vanessa, are you there? Let's see. Hold on. Let me. I. So I'm not. Okay, Vanessa, are you there? 
Vanessa? Is inspiring, of course. I'm okay. always inspired by the young people. And I just wanted to make sure she gave his um, location of... You can't hear me? We can hear you now. Go ahead. Oh, I wanted to make... I said I was saying hi to Jeanette and Julie. Hi, um, Vanessa. Hello. And, hi, and I wanted to make... I'm inspired by that young brother. And I just wanted to make sure he gave the location and the time of his event today. Ah, very good. Thank you for doing and, that. And hope and hope that Yannetta starts to take him to some of those um, uh, recruitment events with her. <laughs> We've already connected. He's he's um, going to make his connections Monday. We've got him. Fantastic. All right. Uh, Skyler, right. you're on. Tell us about the spoken word event. Thank you. So it's called Madisonville Stories. It's at Artsville on Wetzel in Madisonville, and it's from 2 to 5. I'll be going on at 4.05 p.m. Very good. So two to five, Madisonville, at Madison and Yetzel, Wetzel, Wetzel, mm-hmm. and um, and you'll be on about four o'clock. So if you if you can't stay the whole time, be sure to be there then, and and show some love. But I do want to ask just one other quick question from you, um, mm-hmm. Skyler. Tell us what what so what are your aspirations? I mean, you're you've gotten your <laughs> your 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 toe wet here. You're right. you're kind of involved, and you're doing a number of things. Um, is this sort of the level where you want to be? Do you aspire to go a little further in this profession? What What do you think? Yeah, I asp- yeah, I wanna, I wanna, um, I wanna teach. That's okay, what, that's what I do now. Um, I don't really care where I teach or how I teach. I right. just want to teach. Yeah. So, um, whatever works best, I'm open to opportunities. Um, as long as I get to work with the youth, that's what I do. So at Withrow. I teach a after-school poetry club and a drama club, and even that just allowed me to work with students. So, right. Thank you. So this is a—I mean, you're kind of the model here, right? You mm-hmm. were an English major, right? Um, and then you get involved in in the schools and breakthrough and right. um, and get even more intrigued, and now you want to take the next step with right. that support that Yanetta was talking exactly. about. So uh, that's just really, really important work. Any any final words, Yanetta, on folks out there who are wanting to teach or thinking about it? I think Cincinnati Public Schools is the best game in town. I love it. We love the kids. What Skyler has said, I think, captures the spirit of who we are and what we're looking for. And um, our human resource department is open, Great. And, and we're here, and we want you. Julie, how do you get to Breakthrough Teacher Fellow really, really quick? Is there a way to connect uh, with you? Yeah, so um, you can check us out on the web at uh, BreakthroughCincinnati.org and um, proud to be a part of this community, contributing to better outcomes for kids. I want to thank our uh, guests from this morning from UC and um, from Tuition IO and also Yanetta Harper from CPS, Julie Witten from Breakthrough Cincinnati, Skylar McRae from Breakthrough and, and Withrow, and all the best to all of you. Thanks for listening to Class in Session on Soul 101.5. I'm Byron White. Have you checked out our Facebook page? That's right. Soul 101.5 is on Facebook at Soul 101.5 Cincy. Like our page and follow us to stay up to date on news and events, plus contests, and everything we've got going on at Soul 101.5. Just think of it as a new school party line. Hello. 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 Soul 101.5 Cincy on Facebook. Soul 101.5 FM, 1230 AM. I always stay connected with you guys. Soul 101.5, Motown, and Classic Soul.